The Fringe, only on Late Nights on Cape Talk. Now, to those of us uh, who see ourselves as only human, uh, the thought of being anything else may seem bizarre and uh, impossible. In fact, uh, we read and hear stories about people, though, who say that they have an overwhelming desire to do good and uplift those around them at any time, uh, at any cost. You may have helped somebody overcome a, a personal tragedy or helped them cope with depression or been at the right place at the right time and maybe even save their lives. And of course, we all like to do a good deed every now and again. Uh, we like to think we can help to make someone like to think we can help to make someone else's life just a little bit easier. But what if you believe that the sole reason you'd been put on this earth was to do just that? Michelle Gordon is one of those people and the author of the book The Earth Angels Training Academy. It's part of the Earth Angel series. And she joins us on the line this morning uh, to tell us more. Michelle, welcome to the show. Are you there, Michelle? Hello. hello. I am here. Yes, Good. Hello. Marvellous. Hello. Hello. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, you have to start at the beginning with me on this. Tell me, what is an earth angel and how do you know you are one? So an earth angel is somebody who's in human form now, um, but in their previous lives were either angels, fairies, mermaids, star people from other planets. Um, or they are old souls, which means they've had sort of several thousand human lives. And there's lots of different ways to tell. There's physical characteristics. There's um, sort of, you know, career aspirations, relationships. There's, there's lots of different ways to sort of tell which kind of earth angel that you are. This is phenomenal. Okay. How do you, how do you know... That you, we'll, we'll talk about just generally, and I want to pick you up on yeah. mermaids because don't think I didn't hear mermaids thrown in there. Um, how did you yeah. know that you were an earth angel? So um, it was back in 2007, and I happened to be dating somebody who was actually a star person, which means he was previously from another planet. <laughs> and he introduced me to the concept. Um, he made me do this quiz, and um, I didn't quite resonate with it straight away but I sort of later read more about the idea and um and I realized that I was an old soul um because well there was it was basically like reading my own life story in there <laughs> um just you know things that I enjoyed things that I liked um the way that I looked the way that I felt um you know old souls in particular having had thousands of lives they tend to not actually want to be here very much because they feel like they've been here and done this and, you know, they kind of want to go home again. And how would um, that manifest? So um, for myself, when I was a teenager, I, I very nearly kind of went home, as I put it. I did not want to be on this planet. Um, and I've, I've met a lot of other um, old souls who have felt exactly the same way um, because, you know, we don't really want to be living another human life. <laughs> that is, that's um, fascinating. That's fascinating. Okay. When, uh, oh, I don't even know where to, where to go from here, really, but I, I have to say the finest <laughs> extraordinary, uh, but not, you know, I'm, I'm open-minded to, to anything. We'll get back to Earth yeah. Angels in just a minute, but you mentioned star people, mermaids and fairies. I'm going to need more information yeah. on that because it sounds like a fairy tale. <laughs> it sounds like something my grandmother told me when I was about four or five. So I need more information, um, please, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> And she may have been telling the truth. So, um, so basically, um, 
at the moment, obviously, we're going through, you know, a, a spiritual awakening as a whole globally. Everybody's kind of waking up to the idea that there's more to life than just, you know, going to work and, you know, doing the normal human thing, if you like. Mm. And, um, yeah, so the, the reason all these different beings have come from different realms and planets um, to be here on the planet at this moment is to help with this spiritual awakening. And they're here for different reasons. So the elementals, i.e. the fairies, I mean, there's pixies, gnomes, elves, all the different types of elementals. Gnomes? They come, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michelle, um, I have to stop they, you there. My understanding of a gnome is something that sits in a garden in Surrey. <laughs> Possibly with a yeah, fishing rod. Um, <laughs> well, they've got to be based on something. Um, well, there's also leprechaun as well. Ah, yes. Um, yes. To be so sure. They, they are in human form right now because we are basically destroying the planet. So their realm exists within our world, but in, in natural spaces. So, you know, the whole fairies at the bottom of the garden mm. and, you know, different things in different places. Basically, their realm exists in a slightly different um, vibrational dimension to ours. So they have come into human form to stop us from ruining their world, essentially. So, you know, every time we cut down trees and destroying natural spaces, we're basically destroying their, their, their world. Their how, how would um, I recognize a leprechaun walking down the street? Um, so leprechaun, um, they're quite, well, they're quite mischievous. Um, they can be, they can actually look kind of like leprechaun. I don't know if you've ever met somebody who actually looks like a fairy or looks like a pixie. Um, there's, yeah, they're, they're very mischievous. You know, they've got a sparkle in their eyes. They've, I, leprechaun tend to be either really short or quite tall. I can't quite figure out okay. why one or the other. Um, and yeah, it's, they like to be in the limelight. They like to tell jokes, um, but they can be quite, you know, they can be quite serious about what they're passionate about as well. And it tends to be kind of nature related generally. Um, yeah, there's sort of different ways of being able to tell the different ones. I mean, fairies are quite easy to tell because they're very happy-go-lucky. They'd rather be playing than working. Um, they, again, are quite mischievous. And they just, well... My my friends, I've got quite a few friends who are fairies, <laughs> right. and um, one of them, she literally like like walks but dances like on her tiptoes, like she's flying. I don't really quite know how she does it. Um, so yeah, and they, they don't have a strong attachment to material things because fairies can manifest things very easily. So they if they lose things or something's stolen or they just kind of they don't worry about it. They'll just get another one. Um, because they just don't have this attachment to material things in the same way that we do. Um, but they, yeah, they're here to, um, yeah, basically to educate humans on, you know, taking care of the natural world. And also they tend to relate better to plants and animals than they do to other um, humans because that's what they understand better. Have you ever read any of the Artemis Fowl books? No, I haven't actually. Because there's a fairy in there who sounds very like what you're saying. Go and get yourself a copy of Artemis Fowl, and I think you're going yes, to be pleasantly surprised. It's yeah, it's <laughs> uh, because that's also got leprechauns and also you'll love that. In fact, Michelle, go and do yeah, that. I Pop down to Waterstones that. tomorrow and go and, <laughs> and go and grab yourself a copy of uh, of Artemis Fowl. Listen, do you always does somebody who is an angel, an earth angel, know it? I mean, could I be one and not know it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the ways of kind of telling, one of the general ways is that 
if you find the idea interesting, then chances are you probably are one. Whereas I totally find it like, interesting. Oh yeah, some people are just like, oh, that's ridiculous, and they completely dismiss it out of hand, in which case they might not be one. Um, whereas if the interest is there or if there's something that resonates, I mean, you know, like people, mermaids, for example, you know, they have... They are like mermaids. They love to be near water. They, they're quite thirsty all the time. They feel passionate about um, saving marine life, about not using plastic that doesn't go in the oceans. And, you know, it's just there are certain things that you just resonate with. And, and for me, reading the description of an old soul, it just everything just clicked into place and it all made sense. <laughs> Tell me more um, about but, old souls, because I, that, I think I would relate to that. Given what yeah, you said so about what was going on in your teenagehood, and that's something that very much has, has been yeah. a theme of, of my life. Um, tell me more about old souls. So old souls, um, they're quite eccentric. Um, <laughs> they either, they go one or two ways. They either dress very eccentrically and, and stand out and are, you know, look quite strange, or they blend in because a lot of them in their previous lifetimes were witches and sorcerers and shamans, and they may have been burnt at the stake or whatever, you know. Um, and they have memories of that. So some of them just blend in. They try not to stand out because they don't want to be seen as different. Um, and uh, one of the parts of the description that got me was that they love, um, you know, historical or fantasy movies like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, anything to do with Atlantis or Egypt or because they have strong attachments to all those different um ages basically um and to magic as well in general um they you know like i said if they're witches and sorcerers then they very much practice magic um and they tend to have quite heavy energy they i mean i think i was born with bags under my eyes (laughs) um and they'd like generally wear their hair long if they can um and i i think for me as well when I was younger everybody thought I was so much older than I was because I just had this very much older energy around me um in fact when I was about 12 people thought I was in my late 20s um and you know I I just I would make friends with people's parents rather than people my age um all my friends were way older than I was um right yeah so yeah in my teens it was yeah it was kind of just a feeling of yeah I really just don't want to be here but that was when I started channeling um, writing. So I started writing poetries and stories about life after death, about spirits. And um, quite often I'd find things in my own handwriting and I didn't remember writing it. Wow. Okay. If you are just joining us, by the way, I'm on the line to uh, Michelle Gordon, uh, who is the author of the book Earth Angels Training Academy and and others, which are part of the Earth Angels series. And uh, Michelle has been uh, letting us in on what I think is a fascinating, uh, fascinating subject, Earth Angels, uh, also uh, mermaids, fairies, leprechauns and uh, and star people. Yeah, absolutely true. So tell me when uh, when you get together with other angels. What do you do, mm-hmm. and what's your per- what do you believe your purpose to be on this earth? So my personal purpose, and actually a lot of old souls feel the same way, is is to impart knowledge. Um, because obviously, if we've had thousands of lifetimes, we've kind of got a lot of information. I always say that old souls tend to be know it alls um, because even if they don't really know the answer, they'll they'll have an answer. <laughs> um, so yeah, my my friend actually started calling me Moogle because. I was like, Google, I just always had the answer, um, even if I didn't really know what the answer was. Right. And um, so so for me, it, 
my purpose is to help people to realize who they really are and to wake up to why they're here um, through writing my books. Um, because I've always wanted to be a writer. I've never really wanted to do anything else. And, um, yeah, I suppose in discovering about Old Souls, that was actually um, only two years before I wrote uh, my first book, before I wrote the Earth Angel Training Academy. Um, so it was kind of you know helpful for me to figure out what I was actually here to do. Um, the angels, incarnated angels, they are here to love unconditionally. Um, they are the mothers, the nurturers, the nurses, the carers. They are here to help anyone and everyone they possibly can. Um, the only issue with that is that they tend to just give too much and they end up burning out. So anytime I meet an angel, I always tell them, you've got to take time out for yourself and look after yourself as well. Because um, obviously they're not used to being in human bodies that actually need taken care of. Um, the fairies, the elementals, as I said, are here for environmental reasons. Mm. And the star people are actually here. Um, this is actually a line in a movie, which I thought was quite funny because it's quite accurate. Um, the star people are here because if we were to destroy our planet, then it would have a ripple effect on the rest of the uh, the universe. And it would affect their planet too. So they're here to stop that from happening. So star people tend to be helpful in very general, but any way they possibly can, they will they will help. Is it true um, that we all yeah. have? Is it true that we all have our own angel? Yeah, God. Every single soul, every single soul, whether you're an earth angel or not, has a guardian angel. Every single one. Um, and actually, yeah, one of the parts of the the earth angel training academy in the book is that before the earth angel is born into a human body, they meet with their guardian angel to discuss what they're going to do with their life, what their purpose is, what their mission is, and. Um, yeah, they have kind of a, a discussion with them before they go into their human body. And so does one, I mean, would I, if I've got a, on that basis, I must have a, an, an angel, an earth angel, a guardian angel. Um, how do mm -hmm. I, how do I know who that is? And do I, will I necessarily ever come into contact with that person? Um, I think sometimes they do actually come into sort of human form to um, assist us. But in general, it's, I would say that, you know, there's, there's plenty of angels out there wait, just sort of waiting for people to ask them for help. And it's just a case of, of talking to them. <laughs> um, you know, you can just ask them. I mean, some people say start out with something small, you know, ask for a parking space or ask for, you know, ask for something sort of simple and, and see if you can, if it materializes. Um, mm. But they are generally there to help with anything. Um, and your guardian angel is, is sort of looking out for you all the time. But the, the thing with angels who are not in human form is that they have to wait for you to ask for help because you have free will. They can't step in and help you unless, you know, unless you ask for it. Right. And I've only experienced a couple of times where I've had my angel say to me to not do something or to do something. And when I haven't listened, it's never had great consequences. <laughs> wow. Do you have a um, relationship with your angel? I would say there's actually a friend that I have in spirit and I probably have a more of a relationship with him because he's become almost like another one of my sort of protective guardian angels, even when though he's not an angel. Who's... Sorry, Michelle, when you say in spirit, does that mean that it's somebody who's passed on? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So he's, yeah, he passed away about, um, um, oh, goodness, um, 12 years ago, 13 right. years ago. Right, okay. Um, and he's sort of helped me with my writing along the way.
um, he's usually nudging me to, to get on with it. <laughs> That's I could If you could send him my way, because I'm meant to be writing my number two, and it's not happening, so if you could get him to help me with my writing, that would be amazing. Uh, Tell me about... Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the Earth Angels Training Academy. What goes on in that book? So when I discovered the concept of Earth Angels, I, I thought to myself, well, it would be kind of harsh to send angels and fairies and star people to... Um, to Earth in human bodies without actually giving them a bit of training first. Um, so the idea is basically that there is a training academy on the other side, which is in the fifth dimension, um, and all those different beings go to the academy to learn from the old souls on how to be human. So they receive lessons on communication, on emotions, human culture, and they basically learn what it's like to have a human body and... Um, yeah, it's basically to just give them a bit of bit of training before they actually come here to Earth because a lot of Earth angels still kind of feel like they don't really belong here. Some of them feel very uncomfortable in a human body. Um, so it was just, yeah, the idea is, is that. And the first book follows the head of the training academy who's called Velvet and two of the trainees called Amethyst and Aria who are an angel and a fairy. And you sort of follow their stories and... Quite a lot goes on in the first book because we learn about the twin flames, who, which is basically um, a soulmate principle, um, and then also the golden age children. So you've got the crystals, rainbows, and indigos who come into the story as well. Um, so they've they are the sort of the new generations of children that we're seeing now. I'm fascinated. I, I where can we get the books? Um. I, they're on Amazon. Oh, um, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to, yeah, I'm sure that you'd be able to get them through Amazon. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they're on Kindle and everything as well. Oh, there we go. I can yeah. see them on, on, on Amazon. Uh, so if you are interested in picking up uh, one or more of uh, of Michelle's books, then you can go to Amazon.com and uh, type in Earth Angel Series, and that should, uh, should pop up for you. With that in mind, mm-hmm. I think you will absolutely love Artemis Fowl. So that's my recommendation to you uh, by Ian, uh, Ian Colfer. So go and, get, go and get yourself a copy of that. Michelle, it's been wonderful speaking to you. Absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much and uh, all the very best with your angel endeavours. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.